Alright, so we are back again with more Morbid Reality Podcast. I should have picked a name that I could say. But anyway, um, we're back again. I am Kelly. Brittany is here and doesn't like to introduce herself. And tonight we're going to talk about uh, something kind of funny and goofy and spooky because last time we talked about dead babies and uh, rivers full of babies. So, um, we're going to talk about urban legends, and we're going to discuss a couple of our favorite ones. And one of my favorite ones is the Black-Eyed Children. Now, most people already know about this one, except Brittany didn't for some reason. And here is the first story that I could find. It was the late 1990s, a writer named Brian Bethel posted a story on um, some paranormal sites and he said that it was about 9.30 at night near Abilene, Texas and he was sitting in a theater parking lot to use the light of the marquee to write a check to deposit in the Dropbox for his internet company which was next to the theater. So he, the theater. So he was gonna sit there and write his check in his car. Um, so you can really tell how old this story is. And he's sitting there, and he's writing his check, and he hears a knock on his car window. He looks up, and he sees two boys standing there, and he says they're around 10 to 14 years old. One boy was taller, and he's the one who spoke to him. There was a shorter boy with him, and um, he didn't say a word through the whole thing. They were wearing normal clothes, and they looked like normal kids. Um, Brian says that when the taller boy started speaking, the air around him felt like it had changed. He felt panicked and he felt a sense of dread. Uh, the, when the boy smiled at him, he rolled down his window a little bit to see what they wanted. And the boy said that they forgot money for the movies and needed a ride to go back home and get it. And the tall boy began to act annoyed that Brian didn't immediately let them into his car. Uh, the tall one said they were just two little boys who needed a ride and kept asking him to give them a ride and they wanted to get in the car. And the tall one said, come on, mister, let us in. We can't get in your car until you let us in. Just let us in and we'll be gone before you know it. So that's creepy. So Brian realized his hand had moved from gripping the steering wheel to right over the door lock. So he pulled it away quickly. And at this point, he looked up and locked eyes with the taller boy. And he says they were coal black, no pupil, no iris, just two staring orbs reflecting the red and white light of the marquee. Come on, mister, said the taller boy. We won't hurt you. You have to let us in. We don't have a gun. And at that point, Brian grabbed the gear shift and uh, reversed the hell out of there. And the tall boy started yelling angrily, We can't come in unless you tell us it's okay. Let us in. So he got the hell out of there, and when he looked back, the boys were gone. And that was the very first story of the black-eyed kids, at least, that hit the internet. And more followed after that. And they always seem to want to get in your car or get in your house. A, another woman on a message board reported that two girls came to her door and only one of them spoke, again, just one. 
and said they needed to use her phone. Uh, she described the girl's eyes as black, dark blue, or dark purple, and otherworldly. The woman did not open the door, and the girl continued to beg her to let her and her friend in. And when she didn't, the girl became hostile and said, We're not going to hurt you. If we wanted to do that, we would have broken in. So at this point, the woman left her front door and went up to her bedroom. And the kids did disappear, but she did feel a subconscious pull to go back downstairs and let them in. And um, cases in England... It seems like you can go to them instead of them coming to you. So these take place in and around a pub in Staffordshire, England. It's near Cannock Chase, which is um, among Britain's most haunted spots. And a paranormal researcher by the name of Lee Brickley. Paranormal? Yes, paranormal. You know what I mean. Um, he reported that there was black-eyed children in the area and on this uh, paranormal researchers website he says that a local woman and her daughter were walking through this area and they heard the screams of a young child so they started to run toward it uh, they couldn't find the kid anywhere so they stopped for a minute to catch their breath and then they turned around and saw a girl behind them no more than 10 years old, with her hands over her eyes. The woman asked if she was okay and if she had been the one screaming. At this point, the girl took her arms, her hands, her arms and her hands away from her eyes and opened her eyes, and she saw that they were completely black. No iris, no white, nothing. She jumped back and grabbed her daughter, and when she looked again, the child was gone. So this Lee Brickley fella who was contacted by this woman, uh, was also approached by a second witness uh, who had a different sighting. And he said um, he believed he'd seen the black-eyed child on more than one occasion over the last 12 months. I don't know he said more, how he said more than one instead of an exact number because wouldn't you remember? I feel like you'd remember if your black-eyed kid came at you. <laughs> no, you just dismiss it. <laughs> oh, whatever. It's just one of those weird kids. Um, this guy was walking his dog in that same area, and um, he heard something rustling in the bushes, and he kept walking because he figured it was a squirrel or something, but the noise seemed to follow him, and um, after walking down a path, the noise started to come from a different direction and seemed to be directly behind him. So he turned around, and behind him was a small child, no older than 10, with her hands raised over her eyes. So, same kid. Probably, maybe. And the dog that he was walking started barking like crazy. And he asked the little girl if she was okay. And she didn't respond. So he carried on walking. And then the kid was in front of him all of a sudden. And had her hands down at her sides. And he noticed that her eyes were jet, jet black. And his dog started pulling him in the opposite direction. And then the girl just disappeared. So, and uh, in the USA, it seems like the black-eyed kids want to get in your house or car and are quite aggressive about it, whereas in the UK, they are more polite and you have to be in their territory to spot them. Um, I think this urban legend is effective because kids at night are creepy. 
Um, think about it, though. If you see a little kid in the daytime at the park or whatever, it's no big deal. Maybe they're cute. If you see that same kid standing by themselves on a dark street staring at you, that is creepy. And nobody has reported what would happen if you do let them in your car or you do let them at your house, in your house. So if you've done that, if you've let a black-eyed kid in your car or in your house, you need to let us know what happens after that. I mean, do they kill you? Either way, just let us know. Um, it's morbidrealitypod at gmail. Tell me what happened with the black-eyed kids. And it's your turn. I want to know. Like, even if they murder you, you know, still email us from beyond the grave and uh, let us know what happens. And Brittany, do you want to go ahead and uh, tell me about one of yours? I suppose. Yay! Okay. All right. So, I didn't pick an American one. I think those are overrated and everybody knows them. So, we're going to two different places. So, the Yay. first one, we're going to Ireland. Because of course we why are. not? Of course we um, are. Shout out to Ireland. Thank you for the weirdness. Um, so we have the Irish Headless Horseman, also known as the Doolahan. Um, what was so that? The Doolahan. Shut your whore mouth. Um, <laughs> so, basically, you know, we all know the story of the Headless Horseman. It's a horse without a head. No, it is a horseman without a head. Oh. Um, so, the Doolahan uh, basically is a, a man without a head riding around on a horse. Um, he's, <laughs> I don't know, I mean, what else is there to say? Um, so he appears um, after sunset on certain festival days, feast days, um, and is basically one of the most terrifying creatures in the spirit world, according to the Irish. Um, so he's considered a fairy, and if you don't know what a fairy is, it's I not know Tinkerbell. what a fairy is. It's not Tinkerbell. <laughs> um, fairies in Irish culture are um, believed to be malicious spirits. So here we go with the big dog. They're really pretty terrified of this guy. Um, so wherever he stops, a mortal dies. Um, so he's got flowing black robes, no head on his shoulders, and carries it in his hands. Um, he's endowed with supernatural sight, whatever that may be. Um, he doesn't need glasses. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so he'll hold his head above, you know, way up high so that he can see very far distances, um, even when it's super, super dark. But beware of watching him pass by. You'll be punished by either having a bucket of blood thrown on your face, yeah. um, or you might be struck blind in one eye. Just one? Yeah, just one. Um, the biggest fear of all, however, is if he stops wherever you are and calls out your name, this draws out your soul and you'll no longer be among the living. That must have been what happened to me. I Maybe. <laughs> um, so, unlike the Banshee, which is known to warn of an imminent death in certain families, the Dulahan does not come to warn. He's definitely coming to kill you. Yeah. How do <laughs> yeah. we find him? You don't want to find him. <laughs> I don't want to find him. We're not going to find him. Um, you need to go to Ireland. Yeah. So, there isn't really a defense against him, which is kind of crazy, um, except for potentially gold objects. Oh, well, then yeah. I'm fucked. Yep. So, for some reason, <laughs> he has an irrational fear of gold, and even a, even a tiny amount can scare him away. So, we're just going to... Is he poor? I, maybe. No. Well, maybe. <laughs> um, so, there's a story out of Galway. Um, a man was on his way home. And all of a sudden, he heard the sound of the horse's hooves behind him. 
um, as he was walking. So he turned around to look, and he saw Abdulhan. He tried to run, but nothing can outrun the angel of death. Go figure. Um, so, the man remembered that he couldn't outrun him, because apparently he'd heard the stories, but he could outsmart him. So he dropped a, coin, a gold coin in the road, um, and then looked back, and the Dulahan was gone. So, nobody really knows where the story of the Dulahan came from. Um, it is thought that he is the embodiment, um, the embodiment of the Celtic fertility god Crom Dove, um, which was worshipped by ancient Ireland. So, before the Christians came in, they were into their many gods. Much more interesting. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah, before, you know, before the crazies came in. Uh-huh. Said, hey, no. Um, so, they would sacrifice um, people to him. And that was that. But when the Christians came in, all that kind of stopped. He got pissed and took on a (laughs) human form. Um, And so, you know, now he's basically the dark man riding around without a head to try and kill people. So if we bring back human sacrifice, we make Ireland great again and bring back human sacrifice, it'll scare them off. So think about that, Irish people. Uh Think about bringing that back. Mm-hmm. Is that all you got on him? Um, pretty much. Okay. Yep. All right. So don't don't go to Ireland after I'm dark. I'm going to now. Don't be wandering around. I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> stay far, far away from the sound of horses. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't look. Don't look. Just run. Drop gold and run. I don't have gold. You should get gold <laughs> before we go. For that very so purpose. So you gotta catch a leprechaun. No. Take his gold, and then you have it. Look, the little people aren't real. But the headless horseman is. The headless horseman is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He just wants a, well, he just wants head. Oh. He wants a head. Jesus. <laughs> All right. So the next one I'm going to talk about is a favorite of school girls everywhere. Your mom. My mom is a favorite of school girls everywhere. Oh, I don't know. That'd be weird. Um, good old Bloody Mary. Everybody knows about Bloody Mary. Everybody that's ever been to a slumber party or Girl Scout camp. Why is it just girls? Why why are you hating I've never girls? heard of boys doing Bloody Mary. Oh my god. They probably have Bloody Marcus or something. Okay. I don't know. I've never heard about boys doing it. Girls do it. You go in the bathroom, you turn out the lights, you say your name three times. Is that why girls flock to the toilet together? So, yeah, so Bloody Mary can kill you in groups, but yes, that's the origin. No, it's not. Okay. So, yeah, the way I grew up, you would look in the mirror in the dark, usually in the bathroom, and you'd say, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, one, two, three, and she would appear. Is that how they did it when you were younger? I don't remember. I heard it in kindergarten. Oh. That was like 26 years ago. Okay. Well, you kids started it young. Uh, The trick of this was get to three before you freaked out and ran out of the room. Um, the legend, as I had learned it, said that she would peer in the mirror and then she'd come out of the mirror ring style and rip you to shreds, like tear up your face and kill you. Mm. Now this is one of the oldest urban legends. In the 19th century, there was a ritual that encouraged young women to walk up a flight of stairs backwards holding a candle and a hand mirror. Which sounds really dangerous to begin with. So that could kill you. So that could be something, too, that it came from doing something dangerous like that. So you'd walk up the stairs backwards, holding your candle, holding your hand mirror, 
in while the house is dark. As you look into the mirror, you are supposed to be able to catch a view of their future husband's face. Because that's what it was all about then. Oh and find out who you're going to marry. There was, however, a chance that they would see a skull or the face of the Grim Reaper instead, indicating that they were going to die before they would have the chance to marry. So that's how it started, what they can find on this, people who research urban legends, which, what a job. Can you imagine you get paid for that? That'd be great. Um, And of course, as time passed and we weren't so concerned about finding our husband, our future husband, or worried about that we would die. <laughs> not worried about that in kindergarten. No, you weren't worried about that? Um, or we would die before we met him. Of course, it had to, the legend had to evolve to be something that we actually were afraid of, which would be something coming and murdering us, tearing up our faces, something like that. Um, so it did become a fun, more fun as a group activity to scare the shit out of your friends rather than see your future spouse. And there is, of course, if you're waiting for me to mention it, uh, listener, <laughs> there is the link to Mary the First of England, who led a bloody crusade against Protestants in England in the 1500s. In five years, she had almost 300 Protestants burned at the stake. And for this, her, and for other reasons, her enemies called her Bloody Mary. So that could have been where they got the name originally. I don't know. I don't think I want her to appear in my mirror either. But So how does it work? If you stare into a mirror without blinking for an extended period of time, and it really doesn't matter if you have the lights on or off, or even like a dimly lit room is probably the best, it will cause you to hallucinate a little bit because your eyes are trying to focus on some kind of feature and they can't because they're just staring straight ahead and you will see your features appear to melt, distort, disappear, move around. You'll see like animal faces or strange faces. And it's just your eyes and your brain trying to relay information to each other while it's not in a normal environment because you're not blinking. You're just staring straight ahead. Try it. Just stand in front of a mirror, stare into it without blinking. Just please don't. I've done it. And without saying anything, you don't have to do the Bloody Mary thing or whatever, and stuff will start to get weird. That's just how it goes. And it's a um, called a disassociative identity effect, and it causes the brain's facial recognition system to misfire. And um, and let's see. Yep. And it can also be a form of self self hypnosis. I just had a stroke. <laughs> What's that? A form of self-hypnosis. Um, you stare long enough, you're going to start to feel like you're on another planet and you're not even looking at yourself anymore. So that's um, my other fun one. And what is your other fun one? All right, so we're Let's leaving. Let's do it. We're going straight to Japan. So Japan's full of crazy things, right? They have a suicide forest. Right. Well, they also have a suicide tunnel. Oh, jeez. Um... And why not? It's not exactly Come the, on, Japan. the known um, terminology, I guess, for this tunnel. Um, but we're talking about the Kiyotaki <laughs> like Tunnel. Like there's not a sign out front. No, we're, we're talking about the Kiyotaki Tunnel. Nice. Um, it's a single lane that connects northern um, Arashiyama to the neighboring town of Sagi Kiyotaki. Um, That's good pronunciation. Yeah, right. Um, I still 
probably did it wrong. Sorry, Japan. I don't know how to pronounce your stuff. Um, <laughs> basically, it started out as part of the railroad. Um, so this tunnel connected to these two two places. Um, between 1927 and 20, 1928, it was built. Um, later, they repurposed it just because, you know, the railway system doesn't really exist there um, in that part anymore. So now it's basically just a, a road that people travel um, a lot. It's very popular. Um, it has... It's become a good suicide spot for people um, because it is close to... It's close to a woodland area. Um, you know, it, there's... Rumors of a woman who leapt to her death, uh, leapt to her death Did you just from the road. Stroke? Yes, because you're contagious. Um, leapt from the road above the tunnel entrance. Bridge. Um, yeah, yeah. Shut up. Um, so a lot of things that happen, scary incidents happening late at night in the tunnel. So people try not to go there. Um, they can hear a woman screaming from the forest around the area. So I can only imagine that's the person that jumped to her death. Um, they claim that the length of the tunnel changes when making your return trip. Um, a lot of people have argued that the only reason that that is is because Arashiyama to Kiyotaki slopes downward um, as you're going in that direction. So <laughs> you just scared the hell out of yourself. Well, did I, you, I did. Uh-huh. I suddenly heard um, a wailing, but it, it so, was <laughs> It's not the Banshee. It's not. Um, so because the, the sloping downward makes it, the trip seem shorter. Makes sense. Um, they see, when they're traveling in this tunnel, they see a woman wearing a white, um, and she's known to run from the tunnel and jump on the hood of the car. <laughs> yeah, waiting at the traffic lights. I don't like um, it. People have reported Disney, dizziness, nausea, and headaches while Disney. traveling through the tunnel. Um, but it's also said that this could be because there's poor ventilation in the tunnel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is possibly one of... Japan's most haunted sites. So, that's pretty nice. Don't go there at night either. I want to go there now. Could you not? <laughs> Everything happens at night. Why, all the bad things happen at night. It's probably because your eyes are trying to adjust and everything like you're just in the seems kind of yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, try not to do that. Um, one thing that's very unique to the tunnel is to avoid looking at any mirrors. Why yeah. that? I don't know. Uh, but it said that if you glance at one for only a second, you'll see a spirit and meet an undeniably dark fate. Well, yeah, you'll see yourself in the mirror as a driving. dead person, and you will die in a few days. So please don't do that. Don't go to go. Don't go through the Kiyotaki Tunnel and look in your mirrors. Just don't, please don't. don't. Just look straight ahead. Don't look don't in your do mirror while you're driving a car. Nope. Not nope. Not <laughs> on dangerous. that one. No. Please or don't. Any. Um. Please don't. But people have seen full body apparitions, so that's kind of fun. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. You know, they've seen handprints on their car, the hoods of their car. Mm. How are you going to get a handprint on the hood of your car going through a tunnel that's not there before? How would you know that it's not there before right. you're inspecting your exactly. car? Exactly. Right. Um, they said yeah, obviously it's despite not being there when they entered, but did you did you know? Did you go look? I, whatever. I'm not going there, so I'm not going to have to worry about it. Um, but. If you'd like to travel to Japan with me, just oh. see this scary tunnel. <laughs> just email me. Yeah. All you have to do is pay for two tickets. Nope. And a hotel. Basically the whole trip. And the whole trip. Fund the whole thing. Yeah, fund the whole thing and I'll go with you. Yeah. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Yeah, well. Is that what you got? Yep, that's it. All right. So we shared some of our 
favorite creepies with you. I'd never heard of the tunnel one, so that's cool. I got to learn something new. Mm -hmm. Have a new dream destination. Shh. So, <laughs> Can't go there. chicken little. Um, so once again, thank you for listening. If you actually are. And, You're uh, probably not, but it's okay. We forgive you. Listen, we're on iTunes now, so eventually somebody is going to listen to all the podcasts they already like, and they're going to be like, fine, what's this crap? And they'll listen to us. Yeah, well, so I can't even do that because I don't have an iPhone. <laughs> be positive. That um, positive. I don't have an iPhone. <laughs> That's my positivity. You have iTunes. Yeah. You have a Mackie. Yeah, well. All right. I don't so, listen to it there. Sorry. <laughs> I'll get it on Google Play next week. Oh, um, God. All right. So thank you much for listening. If you are, if you're not, you're not hearing me say this anyway. Um, we will see you next week when I have another show idea in mind. Banshees. We're going to talk about Banshees. We can For talk an entire about... show. Are you really interested in yes, Banshees? Yes, we're going to talk about Banshees. All right. Maybe we'll talk about Banshees. Show. The nerds of Sarah Snow, baby. We're going to talk about Banshees. If you have any anecdotes about Banshees, you can just email them to us. Um, MorbidRealityPod at Gmail. And, um, yep. Have a good rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> Toodaloo.